0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. We're glad you're with us as we are continuing in our study through. Uh, the book of Matthew. If you're local, part of Grace Baptist Church, hope you're praying with us today as we have the Noah's Ark event. Uh, kids Day Camp here on property running till one o'clock today, and uh, we're just praying that God will use that to be an encouragement to our community to get the gospel out, maybe ultimately see people saved. And uh, so what a great opportunity. Uh, from what I learned this morning, about 163 kids were registered, so that's exciting. And uh, so just be in prayer with us throughout this day and all that God can do through this. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 4, and in Matthew chapter 4, uh, we are going to walk through two di- probably two different sections of Scripture here. As we talk about, really, Jesus begins to call disciples. He begins to call followers. Uh, the term disciples is one that was used for the 12 disciples, but ultimately, the term disciple is simply as generic as much as a follower. And so really, any of us that are followers of Jesus Christ would be called disciples. The thing that made these men unique, ultimately, is they became apostles. And, and, and an office that is just not in existence today. You had an apostle, you had to be called of God specifically. You had to have seen God face to face. You had to be a, a contemporary of Jesus. or had, sorry had to see Jesus face to face, had to be a contemporary of Jesus, had to walk with him at the same time. So the thought that maybe there's some still here today, that's, that's the, that same office does not exist today, but we are still disciples. And so we're going to look at this section of scripture and look at just some truths about when he called these people that again as we look at just disciples just followers of jesus there's some great truths we can gain from this and so matthew 4 verse 18 and jesus walking by the sea of galilee saw two brothers simon called peter and andrew his brother casting a net to the sea for they were fishermen. So we see that he was just going by the Sea of Galilee, watching two men that were just doing their job. They're doing their livelihood. They were fishermen, um, assuming it was the family. Both he and his brother were doing it. And so he, he just saw people serving, saw people really start working. And he went out. And, he, and the thing I catch from this is, he wasn't looking for somebody specifically trained for this. His job was to train them. He wasn't looking specifically for somebody who said, you know, who's already out preaching. His job was to train them. And so, when God uses and calls us to things He wants us to do, sometimes we feel inadequate. We say, "Well, I'm not trained. I don't have the I don't have the qualifications." Well, that can happen afterwards. You know, you there can be training, there can be equipping. That's part of what the church is hopefully supposed to do: is equip people and help them. And uh, so, stepping out and serving is something. Your willingness. over Opens the door for all of those things. Let's continue. Um, verse eight and 19 it says, And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. So he used an analogy that they would know Leave what you're doing, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And really, the premise he's talking about is the same thing you would do to reach out and try to seek fish. I want you to do the same thing for men. Granted, he's using an analogy that they would understand as fishermen, but it's an analogy that still is obvious today. It's an obvious one that the Fishers of men is something, and it was not a new phrase in those days. Fishers of men was a, tr- a phrase It was really used with the premise that you were supposed to seek out and to help people un- and, ch- and convince people of the truth, change minds based upon truth. And this is the truth of the, of the gospel, so he's calling these people to go out and do, and to convince people of the truth of the gospel. One of the things that's interesting, though, in verse twenty, they immediately left their nets and followed him. I want you to understand something important about what's being said here. This was their livelihood. This was not a hobby. This was not something they just did on the side. This was their job. They were willing just to immediately leave their livelihood, immediately leave what they knew. To follow Jesus. Now, I'm not saying in many cases today, not everybody's called to full time ministry. That's what we're referencing here. Uh, You can't just leave leave your job and go volunteer full time somewhere. You still need to get paid. Uh, But there are times when God asks you to give up what you do now in the Cultural sense of what your job might be, and he's going to ask you to go take on full vocational ministry, where this is what you're paid to do. This is full time, and not everybody's asked to do that. But I believe there are some that we should be willing to do. whether to serve locally in our churches in the, in the in the states, or maybe missions. This is what this is the idea there, and they're willing just to give up what they knew. And think about what they gave up. They gave up comfort. They give up security. They gave up all the things they knew. They can continue to do the job. They can continue to do the things they were supposed to because this is what they knew. They were trained on. And now they're going to follow this Jesus and let him take care of all of that. I would say, even for those who vocational ministry is not what you're asked to do and you still have to do your life, do job, let me encourage you that there is a trust that was placed into Jesus that I hope still exists today. A trust for us in vocational ministry, a trust for those wanting to serve that when we give, we tithe, we participate, we worship, we give what, we use what gifts God has given us to serve him, that we trust that he will use those, he trusts he will bless those, that he will allow those to help and affect his church and then it'll also you know, give us more, expand those things. So they stepped out in a great amount of trust. Verse 21, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Same premise. Now, mending the nets, they were cleaning up. Uh, the, you know, when you fish and the nets would go in, it would bring up a lot of junk. It would tear, so they would clean the nets. They would repair them for the next day work so they were as part of being a fisherman and again they left it all their family and everything now that doesn't mean that they never went back to see family uh, but the simple premise was their lives were changed by that calling i will say this again i don't believe everybody's called to be in vocational ministry but i do believe everybody's called to be a follower of christ if you're saved i believe you are called to serve you are called to influence the kingdom influence the church or to be a christian influence in your area and that's going to look different for different people the ultimate goal is getting the gospel out The ultimate goal is to to let Christ be seen, Uh, but it'll it'll change based upon your strengths, your gifts, and where you are. We talked Sunday morning in our men's Bible study about the idea of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, because he was the cupbearer to king, he had a unique ability to gain resources and to gain help that those living in exile, that had come out of exile, that were just kind of living poorly in Jerusalem, did not have. He had a wonderful opportunity to do something. And then God's going to give each of us gifts and unique opportunities Will we take advantage of those. Let me just read the next few verses. It really just talks about Jesus' beginning his ministry and the healing and, and how it was responded to. Verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of Sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and all those who were demon possessed, um, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. One of the things I guess I see from this is Jesus was the one that drew these people in. It's interesting that his healing, his fame went and they brought people to him. They brought the sick. They brought that. And I think it's a great principle. It was the same kind of phrase used when, the, when Nathaniel said, can you good think of, of Nazareth? And he was encouraged, come and see. What, what a great tool, that, a phrase, a thought we can use in evangelism, in reaching out, and sometimes just come and see, you know, come and see what's unique, not about this church or this, but come and see what's unique about a relationship with Jesus. Come and see what it is that has changed my life. Come and see what it is that has made me in, in more like Christ, that, is, that has brought freedom to me. Come and see those things. Sometimes people are nervous to invite or nervous to witness because I don't know all the answers. I don't know all the theology and pretty much no one does. Uh, but you know your own testimony is massively powerful it's a wonderful opportunity to use that and even if you say i don't have all the answers just come to our church come and see you know watch online listen to this there are some great tools or where if we can just get people around jesus they will see things and hear things that maybe we feel ill-equipped to do i guess my thought is don't limit or be afraid to do and to serve and to evangelize and to do those things because you're afraid you don't have all the answers uh, afraid you don't have All uh, of you don't know everything is going to happen, you don't have to know all of it. Sometimes you say, know, I don't have the answer to that. Let me go find it. We all do those type of things. Uh, but don't let that stop you from taking that step and trying to be the servant, trying to be the witness, trying to be the ambassador for Christ and, uh, and hopefully being used of Christ to, do, uh, to see great things happen. Well, thanks again for joining us this morning. Again, praying prayer for the events here in Church Property. We trust that God will use that for great things for, him, for his cause. And uh, we would hope God will also bless those who have taken of their day to serve here in Property. Thanks again for joining us this morning, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.